0: Hello, my name is Johan Radievski and I'm the CMO for Malibu at The Absolute Company. For many of us, working remotely has become part of our everyday life. But will this be forever or is it just a temporary trend that we will look back at with mixed feelings in a couple of years? Well, who better to discuss this with than Katarina Berg, Chief HR Officer at Spotify. A warm welcome to Transformation in 10. My name is Johan Radievski and I'm the CMO of Malibu at The Absolute Company. Hi, Katrina, and welcome to this episode of Transformation in 10. Thank you. We have read so much about Spotify, or we have heard a lot about Spotify, especially in the last one and a half years, when it comes to your organizational shifts to adapt to a more hybrid workplace in the waves of the pandemic. If you would just take us back during the last, I would say, two years... And talk us through how that shift has been going on in the organization of Spotify.
1: I think actually it's more than two years because if I remember and recollect uh, right, six years ago Daniel on our walks and talks started to talk about something that we call distributed first and I think more and more companies are talking about that. And he had a vision of, uh, this is what I entail, this is what I think will happen for most workplaces that are 100% digital, obviously not for for other industries and for other types of uh, companies. And I thought that was quite early as usual when he brings uh, ideas to me and I wasn't sure if our leadership nor our people to be honest and, and the business as a whole. And I also thought it had big impact on our culture, how we bring people aboard and what makes Spotify unique. So we've been having conversations back and forth, and then boom, if you fast forward into the pandemic and and, uh, the outburst of of, uh, the crisis, we all had to pressure test a couple of beliefs, right? And uh, what is good with a crisis is always that there are a couple of things that are curses, for sure. I don't think anybody wants COVID, uh, but there are a couple of blessings too. And uh, we all live with chosen truth, and one was that we were not ready. So quite fast we realize that um, efficiency and productivity doesn't go down. We can recruit people uh, when we are at home and working from home. We can onboard uh, more than 2,000 people um, when we are uh, working from home. And uh, we can also shift a lot of our offerings and um, try to ignite and also uh, very strange word to use these days, but vaccinate people into what Spotify culture is, what we are about, our direct our values and, and our ways of working. So with that, we also got very inspired by a team at uh, Microsoft t- 10, 11 years ago when they said that work is not a place uh, you come into and do work. It's actually what you do. Uh, and then we tweaked it into something that uh, was more Spotify and also up to date. Uh, and then we built our program a work from anywhere and then launched it earlier this year in March
0: what concrete actions have you been taking during the last two years then to get people into the not only the organization but into the culture and really Mm. quickly embrace Spotify for the last couple of years we had a team that used to be called
1: social and then last five years been called PX which is people experience today they are called um, community experience because one of the things that is hardest uh, and that we kind of uh, pinpointed very very early how do you create that sense of belonging, not the sense of belonging that you talk about when you talk about diversity, inclusion and belonging, but how do you create a community and a feeling of community when 2,000 people joined you, and but they never seen anybody and they never met with their manager or their peers, except for on screen, right? So they had to start to think about how can we really get that social tissue and, and connectivity and... How do you put people uh, in a comfort zone where they put a mental kind of club blazer on that I play for this team and not for another team? And I think they came up with small things, big things, and... Everything from you know virtual figures, uh, which is a big part of our culture. How do we do afterworks and how do we do karaoke uh, online uh, with uh, you know 17, 79 offices and in 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 all parts of pockets of the world? Uh, and how do we make sure that everybody feels that you know with uh, unplugged with Daniel and uh, town halls and and all hands? How do we make sure that everybody gets the same information at the same time? So I think. I the, think the Community X have, uh, team has been very, very important. The other thing is that we relied heavily on our managers. So trainings that we did with our leadership uh, teams used to be very much also come and let's do this and really refresh all the skills uh, that we think is important for you to succeed here. We kind of did a Swedish smörgåsbord and made very, very small nuggets uh, that we could nudge them on things that we thought was important. How do you show up and how can you be closer and how can you also be making sure that you come across as much more empathetic and how do you do that over screen? So it was very more, very much small things. And instead of having big programs, it was more about nudging people. And also, I think our heart and soul work on mental health that we started to work with a lot three years ago helped also to support everybody, reminding everybody that it's okay not to be okay. And uh, we see you, we hear you, and we're here for you, even if we're now digital. And I'm super proud that we were able to live our values and take care of each other and also kind of uh, from a distance air hug each other when people had bad days or couldn't feel that it was all about work or productivity, but it were, they needed to, to, to take time off. So a lot of things.
0: Fantastic to hear, to be honest. I mean, I think we see so, so great need for that. I mean, not only in, in, in well, our respective organizations, I would assume, but in, in so many other mm. uh, organizations out there in the world. Those small nudges that you talked about, like mm-hmm. how did you communicate that? Or how did you distribute that information and those messages to the organisation so it really felt genuine and adopted by by the receivers?
1: It's all about how you build rapport going into a crisis too, right? And and also how you communicate and how frequent you communicate. And then you have to decide on what channels you have for different types of conversations or information and when it's a dialogue and when it's open floor and, and also when it's just information. So everything that had to do with the crisis and, and corona was... Very much, which is not necessarily us. It was email and also on workplace. And it was always from crisis management. And it had its own channel that is called COVID 19 updates and uh, what the company's take was on that. And it was never less than once a week and in the beginning on a daily basis on what uh, different governments and uh, authorities were saying. Right. And reminding people it was people's safeties first, right? And and we asked people to go home quite early because we do have a lot of people out in Asia. So we kind of knew where where we were going before um, we were talking a lot about it in Europe and then in the U.S. Um, we sent everybody home second thing that I think uh, was important was to mix the seriousness with the silliness, right? Uh, And and that we have other channels uh, to do that. And uh, one of the things that we kept very, very internal, but we just needed to make sure that some people had uh, a time to also have a laugh. I think sometimes uh, the feeling of I'm alone or, you know, I'm actually not feeling well at all Mm. uh, or... Here I am and uh, I'm not really sure or if I'm scared. So we did something that we call the lemon challenge where I challenged somebody in the executive team to eat two lemons as fast as they can, and I don't know if you ever eaten a full lemon, but eating two, and then we taped that, and and it, it went viral, right? So after the executive team, it went down to all the other teams, and everybody recorded that, and um, it then from one to one to one, it was team by team by team um, challenging the next team and the next team. So things like that, I mm-hmm. think, is important to do while you also are running a business, right? Yeah.
0: So so I pick up a mix of like, you know, more corporate and like company-wide type of interventions. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, mix with this small, the silliness. I I love that, you know, notion of it actually to to build that uh, glue between people. But uh, how are you operating? I think we realized that now during the fall, Mm. that we can't only rely on past experience but we actually need to be more intentional as a group, as a full PanoraCard group, especially as a company like ours is quite decentralized and and consists of like different brand companies, market companies. So we need to do both a a very, I would say, collective effort Mm. from from Central, as well as being very clear on each affiliate that we need to prioritize getting back together, having fun together, Mm. and, and creating this, I would say, glue or fat yeah. between people again, yep. uh, whether it's in physical shape or in, in virtual shape, but it needs to happen. So I think that is what, where the focus needs to be moving forward. Tell me a bit more about this community experience team. How did they operate?
1: So when I joined eight years ago, there was a team of I'm almost saying one person that was called social um, because that has always been very, very important for Spotify. So it's not my idea. I can't take credit for it. And it used to be about, you know, if everybody's working really hard, we need to bring the fun and friendliness in. And then, uh, as I said, um, I think it is now four or five years ago. We thought social was not just about the things and we became a bit older. We recruited people in in all ages and and all these things that are important got much, much more diverse. And it wasn't just about... The fun and sometimes the importance of silliness, because sometimes people, I think, get confused about if you you do fun things and silliness, you're not professional. I think the opposite. Uh, and you, you should always take your business uh, seriously, but not yourself. So then it became PX, which was people experience. So it added more things than... And I'm not just saying it was office sessions and afterworks and uh, end year parties and things like that when it was social, but we added more and more things because we were growing up as a company. Yeah. So it was Spotify Kids, and uh, that type of event that also brings people in and do fun things with the family. And you can show the office, but we could also kind of rebuild the offices into two uh, mini. Uh, amusement parks, or do creative work with, together with the children, or learn them, uh, teach them how to, to to code and things like that. So Spotify Kids is kind of one of the things. So that has been important, but it's also been important to celebrate things because we're quite bad at that. Back to the Swedish, but also back to the engineering mentality of okay, we can do better, and and what didn't we, and how can we learn from our failures? Which is also very very important if you want to learn, and everything is about that and not so much about, you know, the failure itself. And a company that's only been around for 16 years, it's important to celebrate that people have been there for 10 years. Mm. Uh, it's also uh, important to celebrate when you hit your or OKRs or, or objectives or, yep. or, or, or goals. But it's also important to celebrate, you know, the, the things and uh, that happens between people. So I think they, they evolve. And now it's community because what people say, especially now when we distributed first force and then in the future, Okay, how do we find that social glue? How do we make sure that that uh, connectivity is there, the things that we really like about our Mm. culture, how do we make sure that we don't lose that? And uh, have we all the solutions? Do we have all the answers? No.
0: For me, three things stand out. One, you need to communicate in a very humble way. Be transparent about your intentions and challenges and that you don't have all the answers. Secondly, don't be afraid to try new ways of doing things. Implement, evaluate and elaborate. And celebrate your victories, no matter how small or big they might be. And last but not least, when implementing change, use small steps rather than big leaps. And mix seriousness with silliness. It will definitely take you further.